Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. We have a very special program planned for you today. We do want to invite you, though, to Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. We have two services, one at 9 a.m. and one at 11 a.m., the usual COVID-19 protocols are in place for both of those services, and we will be streaming the 9 a.m. service, which you can find on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. We hope you join us this weekend at the church. Let's begin today's program by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Well, hop a day, Chris. We're thankful to be together on this Thanksgiving week. And we're privileged today to have with us, we're actually not in the studio right now, we're in the home of uh, Pastor Larry and Jackie Nagengast, and also the home of Mrs. Elvira Cagle. Thank you, Mrs. Cagle, for being willing to be with us on Harvest Time this week. Thank you. Mrs. Cagle has been a pastor's wife for many years, um, a mom, a lover of Jesus, and she's lived in Guam now for a few years. Mrs. Cagle, mm -hmm. when did you move to Guam and how did that happen? The last week of September in, 19, in 2018. 2018, so a couple years now. Uh -huh, four and years. what brought you to Guam? Jack and Larry were living with me in my condo at the time, and he was pastoring the uh, church. And uh, he, he always would talk about the day that he, he felt the Lord would leading him to Guam. Hmm. And I thought, well, who, what am I going to do now if they take off for Guam? But he says, well, you've got a decision to make, one of two things. Either you can go into assisted living or be with your family. Well, of course, I want to be with my family oh, yes. and not be far away from it. So anyway, it prompted as the ball start rolling. They were preparing and packing things and selling things, getting ready to go to Guam. And so I was just hanging in there, going with them. And so I haven't, haven't uh, been disappointed at all. Mm. It's been a very rich experience. I just sometimes am a little frustrated because I can't quite move and do the things I used to do. Sure. That's the thing with getting older. And... Uh, but they've been such a blessing and a help to me. And uh, Abigail has been a real help too with uh, just daily things. So it's, it's been a very, and then coming to, to, to be a part of the ministry here is really, really, really been a challenge. And so God has been good. It's not that we wonder, ever question, did we make the right decision? Right. We just felt we. This is what the Lord had ordered, and this is what we we did. And the verse I always claimed was Proverbs three, five, and six: Trust in the Lord with all thy heart; lean not to thine own understanding, and in all thy ways acknowledge Him. He shall direct your paths, and He truly has. I've been thankful. Well, we're so thankful that God brought you here too, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, 
brought that you came along with people that we love pastor larry now that's kind of a tough one i know <laughs> but but you brought along uh your daughter jackie and yeah and uh, abby as well and so we're so so glad that you're here oh it's been great it's been great now you were a uh pastor's wife for many years. Actually, maybe I should back up before that. Why don't you tell us about where you grew up, what your family was like, and then maybe if you could tell us about your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. My my parents came from Europe, my mother especially, <clears throat> to escape the Bolshevik revolution over there and the unrest. Groups of the young people were coming over dreaming if they could just get to America and enjoy the freedom that they had. And so they would, she joined her group, and they were Christian friends too, because she had made a decision for the Lord over there. During the day, they'd sleep in the farmer's barns, and then at night they would move to another farmer's station and work their way to the English Channel until they got were able to get on the boat. Wow. They got on a boat and came over and that and was your dad and mom. That was my mother first. Your she mother. came with a group. And my father, she came from Poland. My father came from Russia when he was five years old. He came with his parents. And they met over here. Hmm. And uh, Where did they meet? What, what part of the country? I don't know exactly how, how it was they met. I know that in those early days, that was a big thing, Sunday They'd, they'd get together at some farmer's mar uh, home, and they'd have a service. They'd have a potluck dinner, and then they'd have another service in the e afternoon. Mm. And after that, then they would go home, take care of their animals, because they all had chores to do. Sure. So they somehow, I knew, met when they were going to these Bibles, Bible studies and meetings. And then things were great. And then all of a sudden, the depression hit. Mm. Oh, how I remember that. I was five years old, five, six years old, going on six. And my parents bought a fruit farm in southern Michigan. And so we had work from strawberries to cherries and peaches and grapes. And it was just a, a full-time job. But the, the Lord, how he, and oh, and we had all the uh, uh, convenience of having electricity when we lived in town. Went out to the farm, didn't have any electricity, <laughs> no telephone. Oh, I you felt like you were going back in oh, time, didn't you? It was an experience of <laughs> learning in itself, let me tell you. Yeah, I'm sure. And I've been grateful for my parents, what they went through mm. to, to help me. And then I got acquainted with them. Mother would always buy me this Etude Music magazine, and Bob Jones was advertised in there, and I heard of a girl that went to Bob Jones. So I started getting interested in that and um, went off to college when, when I was through with high school. And, what uh, years was that? When were you in college? When I was in college, um, I went in 1946. Okay. Okay. And I had a business course in high school, so I had to go back another year in high school and to take math and, and chemistry and all these other things, to preparing for college. So I went to Bob Jones in 1946, hmm. and I... And how many students were on campus? Was there a lot then, or just a small Yeah, amount? we know it was, a, it, but not nothing like it, it 
really when it hit the peak. Sure. It was really growing like everything. Oh, it was tremendous. I remember that we had preacher boys, a class, 400 preacher boys, mm. and they'd go out all over in the area and great on that starting churches and preaching and a real ministry for the college students. And so after I graduated, they asked me to come back and teach in, the, in music in the piano keyboard. And so I went back, and that's how I met my husband. Hmm. He was my student. All these GIs are coming back from World War II. Right. And uh, so my class, here I was, I had a bunch of veterans and big tall fellas sitting at the piano <laughs> trying to put their hands in the right way and hmm. how to play. And, of course, my husband... He had an awful lot of trouble, so he had to come in for extra help. Oh, of course, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but how the Lord worked that out, too. And uh, then we, when we were married, um, we had the Lord blessed us with five children, four girls, and one boy. And uh, they all, as far as we know, they all had accepted the Lord as their savior too in growing up. But we had some heartaches because one daughter, she had passed away with pancreatic cancer. And then our son, our one and only son was, and his wife were killed in an auto accident two days before Christmas in 2000. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a real shocker our family went through. But... uh, That'll be 20 years now, this Christmas. I'm sure that was. How how did you, how how were you able to handle something as traumatic as that? Oh, so it's just strictly to the Lord. Yeah. You just just do. I mean, we, we, knowing the Lord, He has control of our lives. We don't understand, but Mm -hmm. He does. He has a plan, and He did have a plan. And so we're just thankful for the memories we have. That he gave us because he how he loved the Lord, and uh, and endeavored to really be a witness for Him. So uh, your husband graduated. From he graduated from Bob Jones from Bob too. Jones. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then did you go directly into the ministry at that time? No, he thought at first he'd be going into a rescue mission work. That oh, seemed sure. to be the big thing. Yeah. And he had we had a dear friend that went into the rescue mission, but it just didn't open the door. It just we just knew that wasn't the place for him, for us to be. And anyway, um, when the opportunity came for this church in southern Illinois, 75 miles northeast of St. Louis, and so we were so excited <laughs> as we how the Lord worked that out. And uh, how old uh, were you at that time? I just. Late. 20s in your 20s? Maybe? Yes, yes. Yeah, you and your husband would be, both. Right, right, right. And we were there five years. Okay. And then we went to a, um, a little town in Iowa called Seymour, Iowa. We always said, go to Seymour to see less. Because <laughs> it's just off the beaten path, you know, just stuck out in the middle of the, uh, the country. And, and yet it was a, a blessed ministry there as well. From there we went to... Um, Algona, Iowa, mm-hmm. and from Algona we went to Wisconsin, La Crosse, Wisconsin, and we went to uh, Green Bay. Then I, I think after that, uh, we just 
went back to um, St. Paul, and uh, Dick was getting older in age and physical problems. He had what you call um, Mycenae gravis, hmm. and many people didn't know what that was. The doctors, they didn't. It was so new. You just so seldom, but it affects the nerves of your your breathing and your swallowing, and your eyes would close, and he had trouble opening them up. But anyway, he just kept going. He persisted. He was a preacher and a half. He'd mm-hmm. close his eyes. He'd be <laughs> preaching. He'd be preaching with his eyes closed. Yeah. Yeah. And he did, literally, one place we went, one of our former churches in La Crosse, they were celebrating a 40th anniversary and had him come and preach. And he literally did. He was, had his eyes closed. He could barely see somebody sitting on the front pew, you know. Mm. But oh, those were years. And that's for a little at a time. It weakened his stamina. And uh, uh, the Lord then took him home in in uh, 2016 so you s- began ministry in the 50s in together, the 50s right? yeah and all the way to 2016 serving yeah. in different ways right yeah oh. that's a long fruitful ministry oh yeah we we just had so many joys and sadness yes sorrows sure. but we, who doesn't but it's through those experiences that the lord really we could see him working and we we just uh had so many dear people along the way that were seemed to even pastor friends that really uh, were a blessing and a challenge to us. Well, I think for a lot of us, the friendships that yeah. we develop uh, yeah. in ministry are for sure some of the most oh, precious yeah. things. And uh, I, I, I use the iPad a lot, and it, it's a tremendous way of keeping contact and always learning of uh, of uh, someone else, some friend from the past, you know. Yeah, how great is that? Here in Guam, you're still able to stay in oh, contact yeah. with people? Oh, sure. They're amazed. They're, what took you to Guam? You know, <laughs> it's all surprised that I end up here. Yeah. I said, well, the Lord just one step at a time. He's given us the strength and the wisdom and desires of my heart, too. Well, Mrs. Cagle, thank you for sharing some of that. And um, we're so honored, really, by your faithfulness to the Lord. And, and I know you just were doing what God was calling you to do, but it's a great, a really great example for some of us oh. to see. And You were also, during this time, you were also a mom. And uh, you said you had five kids. I mean, now you have grandkids. Grandkids, right? Yeah. We have the blessing of some of those grandkids here. In fact, grandkids, great-grandkids, little yeah, Anaya yeah. that's here, and I'm sure you have right. others. But um, you were a mom during, you know, many of those years that were busy with with pastoring and all kinds of things of life. Um, what kinds of things did you do to keep your spiritual life vibrant during those days when, when the days felt so busy? Uh, well, it was just a matter of realizing you can't do it on your own. Yeah. And uh, how how much we need the Lord. And the Lord sometimes allows you to go through certain experiences to get our attention and how we really need him. And tendency is you have to be careful that we, you, you think you can go ahead and do it on your own, you know? Yeah. Oh, I can do this. I can do that. And uh, you, you really, really can't. The Lord allows situations to come into your life 
that makes you realize you need him. Yeah, God has a way of stopping us, doesn't he? Yes, when we start doing it on our down, own. Boy, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, and it, it, it's good. You need the, the stopping places just as much as the going, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we need more of that, especially even in this day and age when we see so much evil around us. To be faithful to the Lord, he'll take you, be with us. He is with us. And he'll continue to be with us. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. Mm. And I'm so thankful for the promises that the Lord has given us in his word that uh, that causes us to realize why we're here. And it's not to feather our nest and make a life easy and, and serve the way we want to. It's just constantly seeking his his advice, and desire, the desires of his heart. And our heart is to please and honor him. And that's where the, the joy comes, being faithful. Well, I know that we have a lot of young moms at Harvest and many others that would be listening um, on, you know, to this today. And so thank you for sharing not only the, the reality that they are busy days, mm-hmm. of course, um, but that serving God still is worthwhile during those times. That's right. It sure is. And now looking forward to the Lord's return. We know he's coming mm-hmm. and things are happening so fast that I, I, I think it may be coming sooner than any of us really realize. Mm-hmm. We need to be faithful. Amen. Need to be faithful to the very end. We have a lot of pastor's wives at Harvest. God's blessed our ministry with uh, pastors and, and staff wives. Any good advice, particularly for the pastor's wives? It's, it's being careful not to become too busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times, and, 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 and we perhaps lose sight of the faithfulness in little things, too. Um, being the, the right support and encouragement to our husbands and to our family and not to feel like, you know, we're, uh, we're too busy. And I think if anything, that's a tendency probably that's just sort of is in us, especially for people who, who desire to work and see results. Right. Yep. You're getting too busy. Right. Because we want to serve. We want to invest our lives. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. It's easy, easily to, to become discouraged because so many times it seems everything's downhill. Mm-hmm. But we need to keep looking up to the Lord and realizing he, He's with us. And He'll give us the strength and the wisdom to do what He's called us to do. And that's a wonderful promise that we have from Him. I told you earlier that I'm a pastor's kid. I'm a pastor's son, yeah. which means that I'm a pastor's wife son too, right? My mom <laughs> was a pastor's wife. Yeah. And so I'm used to taking advice from pastor's wives. So I, <laughs> so any good advice or counsel that you want to give me? Because I'm, I'm good at listening, I think. Oh, listen, I'm just right now, as in my, the latter years of my life, I feel sometimes I'm not, you know, weak to to do much of anything and encourage what others, how they help me even. Mm. 
Well, this is how God's church is supposed to work, right? You've yeah. given yourself to oh. serving others in God's family all these years. Um, and I hope there were those that served you during that time too. But now especially, I, I think the church ought to care for each other. And I, oh, I love the way. They really do here. And I really appreciate the concern people have for one another and for the Lord to see that others come to know the Lord. Mm. It's been great. We talked earlier, Mrs. Cagle, about your husband uh, passing away in 2016. Would it be okay if I asked you a little bit about that time? Um, what, was that a surprise for you? I know that you said that he'd had some health difficulties. No, he had health difficulties for years, really. Mm. He was on the staff in the church where we uh, belonged, Faith Baptist in Davison, Michigan, and when he turned 80, he just felt like he he was limited in his physical condition to keep uh, being active. And so he, he worked more or less in the, in the area of just being an encouragement to people Yeah. because um, they, they always need someone who needs a, a little encouragement. And so it worked more on that his line. And then he was limited because of his health condition. And uh, he was always going to the doctor or something or the hospital with some condition. When he passed away, how, how did you handle that? You'd been together for so many years. Well, I, I handled it because I had such faithful children. And Jack and Larry were such a tremendous encouragement and help they were then or they still are <laughs> and uh, I'm just so thankful of their concern and their faithfulness and they were with me at the time when he was in the hospital he passed away in the hospital and they were with me at the time so I always felt I have had someone with me as far as in the event uh, I needed extra help you know uh, he just slipped out, mm. and it was quiet. There wasn't a struggle at all. We just knew his time was up, and the Lord took him home. Mm. And I know he'll do the same with me. If we're faithful, he'll be faithful to us. Amen. There's no doubt about that. Well, this is Thanksgiving week. Yeah. And, in fact... Your testimony over the last few minutes that we've been talking has been filled with thanksgiving because I just think uh, that's... He's been so good to me. I just can't thank the Lord enough, really. Seems like he's always there ahead of me. I'm so getting there when I get there. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. How, how do you keep a thankful heart in tough times? I mean, you said you went through the depression you know, oh, with yeah. your family. You've had lost some of your family members, a son and his family, your husband. We've been through COVID. This has been a hard time. How yeah. do you stay thankful during these times? Just just in the Word, I'll tell you, um, I don't know what some people seek their comfort in, yeah. but uh, just going or traveling or doing or running, or it, it doesn't bring that comfort. You just know in reading the word and the promises that God has given us that we know he won't fail us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it just 
makes life that much more meaningful because you don't live it for what you're going to get out of it. It's it's a matter of just being with people and that love the Lord, sharing the Lord, rejoicing together what he has done for us and what he will continue to do. He don't quit. I'm thankful for that. It's a a day-by-day living, not knowing what may be ahead of us, but we know that he's in control. He's in control, and that brings joy to the heart. Well, amen. I'll add my amen to that. That's very encouraging. Mrs. Cagle, really, I am so honored to be able to have this conversation with you. Thank you for uh, welcoming me and Chris oh, uh, into your home and letting us just talk about Jesus for, for a few minutes It's here. a blessing to have you. A blessing to have you. Well, we're glad that you're a part of the Harvest family. I am too. <laughs> and we're thankful for your t- your testimony of faithfulness, you know, throughout these oh. years, but, but even during this time. Thank you for sharing that with us oh, today. Oh, God is good. God is good. Well, thank you for listening to this very special edition of Harvest Time. We do want to remind you that you can attend Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. We have a 9 a.m. and an 11 a.m. service. You can attend either. The usual safety protocols are in place for COVID-19. And we do also have a live stream, that one during the 9 a.m. service on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.